Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Welcome back to Anchored in Always. So um, in episode 94, we talked about, I had my dad on the show, Pastor Mike Stamball, and we had talked about the importance of memorizing scripture. And I had shared with you um, how I was memorizing Romans 12 and um, that it was just such a blessing to be able to have that, that those verses um, in memory. Um, and my dad had shared with us just why it was so important for us as believers to memorize scripture. And then also, um, shared with us some, some tips and some ways to, to start that process of memorization. And so today I invited my dad back on the show so that we could, um, kind of move forward to the, to, um, meditation. So now after you've, you know, memorized scripture and then, then what does it mean to, to meditate on scripture and why is that important? And so we're going to spend some time talking with my dad and exploring that a little bit today. So dad, thank you so much again, as always, for just taking time to be on the show with us today. Oh, it's always great, honey, to, uh, to be able to be on the show and, uh, to be able to, um, see you and uh, I know a lot of people don't realize that, but I get to see you while I'm doing this. They don't get to see us as we're discussing, but uh, I, I enjoy that part as well. So it's good to be back. Yes, definitely. Me too. Um, so dad, let's go ahead and just dive right in because I just think this is so important. Um, so why is meditating scripture, meditating on scripture so important? Well, let, let me just, uh, there, there's a number of reasons. Let me limit it to three, okay, that I think are important. Three three quick reasons here. Um, and the key is meditating on the scripture, okay? We're, and a little later in this podcast, we're going to talk about uh, biblical meditation versus just meditation. But um, meditating on the scripture is the key thought. And it's important, uh, first of all, because scripture is God's means of transforming our lives. It's his means of transforming our, our lives. And what I mean by that is this, is first of all, scripture is how we got saved. We're saved through the word of God. Uh, Romans 10, 17, Paul says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And that word, uh, the word word there, the term word is the Greek word rhema. And rhema means a specific word about something, a specific word. And I, I'll talk about this a little bit later. But so what it means here, and Paul's saying, so faith, our faith comes from hearing and hearing the uh, through the specific message of Christ, the specific word about Christ, the gospel. All right, uh, James says in James one eighteen, he said, "Of His own will, God's own will, He brought us forth." And that little phrase, "brought us forth," comes from the Greek word that means to regenerate or the new birth. And, and so, how were we born again? How did He bring us forth by the word of 
truth. So we're born again by the word. Peter says the same thing in 1 Peter 1, verse 23. He says, since you have been born again, not a perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. So it's the word is how we're saved. Not only that, the word is how we're sanctified. And when I talk about sanctification, I'm talking about the work of the Holy Spirit that makes us more like Christ, uh, getting us to eliminate certain things in our life, getting us to add certain things in our life that help us to become more like Jesus. And in Jesus' high priestly prayer in John 17, 17, he said to the Father, sanctify them, speaking specifically of his disciples, but also of us who would believe on him because of the disciples' testimony. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. So it's important because it's the means by which the Holy Spirit has brought salvation and sanctification in our lives. And, and that's why meditating on scripture is so important because it continues to transform us. Okay. Secondly, meditating on scripture is important because uh, scripture is the only weapon that God has given us to overcome sin and satanic attack in our lives. The only weapon. Uh, I think of Psalm 119, verse 11. Now, I use this verse also in memorizing, but it's certainly there for meditating. I have stored up your word in my heart. Uh, you know, I, not just memorizing it once, but I've stored it up. I've treasured it. It's there. I'm chewing on it all the time that I might not sin against you. Or in uh, the first epistle of John, John writes this in chapter two. He says, I am writing to you fathers because you know him who's from the beginning. I'm writing to you young men because you've overcome the evil one. I write to you children because you know the father. Now, when he talks about fathers, young men and children there, he's not talking about literally fathers, uh, young men and children. He is talking about levels of maturity, men who are spiritually mature, men who are growing in their faith, men who are just starting out or people who are just starting out. So then he he kind of goes back, he backtracks again in verse 14, and he says this, I write to you fathers because you know him who's from the beginning. So in other words, fathers are spiritually mature people who have an intimate relationship with the heavenly father. They says this, I write to you young men because you are strong. And why are they strong? What has strengthened them? The word of God abides in you. It dwells in you. It remains in you. It continues in you. In other words, God's word is a part of them. They're not, they're not just in the word, but the word is in them. That's a huge thing. And then the result is this, and you have overcome the evil one. So, you know, there, there's our stand against Satan. It's through the word of God. Our stand against sin is through the word of God. Uh, I think we're probably all familiar with the armor of God. And, uh, you know, all the pieces of the armor are defensive pieces until you come to that last one in Ephesians 6, 17, where Paul says, and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. But there's a very interesting play on this. I, I, I know a lot of people think the sword of the spirit is the whole Bible. I don't, I don't think he's talking about taking your whole Bible and trying to club demons over the head with it, okay? What he's talking about here, that, that word sword— is an interesting word, is a Greek word, makaira. And there's two words for sword in the Bible. One is the word romphia, and the other is the word makaira. 
The rumphaya is this huge sword that you almost have to hold with two hands, and you can literally divide a person in half with it. You can give a person a split personality in a second with this sword, okay? That's not the sword he's talking about. The Machaira sword was the sword that you see if you see pictures of a Roman soldier and a sword strapped to their side. It would be that kind of sword. It'd be somewhere between 18 to 24 inches long. And it wasn't the kind of sword that uh, you could just go in there and whack people's heads off with. You had to be very accurate with this sword. You had to pinpoint, you had to know how to use this sword precisely and specifically to pinpoint areas in your enemy that would cause mortal wounds in them. That's the name, that's the word that's used here. So take the, the sword, the machaira of the spirit, which is the word, and, and the word, the term for word there is that term we already saw, rhema, the specific statement of scripture. Take the sword of the spirit, which is the specific statement of scripture of God. So the sword of the spirit is not the whole Bible. The sword of the spirit is the specific statement from scripture that meets the specific point of temptation in our lives. So when we're tempted, the way that we attack that temptation is by having a specific word from God to be able to meet that. Well, if, if you're not memorizing and meditating on scripture, you know, sometimes you're in a temptation and you don't have a copy of the Bible with you that you can turn the pages and find something. Okay, so uh, that's why this is so important that the meditating on scripture specifically because it's the only weapon that God gives us to overcome sin and satanic attack. And, and if you want an example of how that, how that works, and we won't look at that uh, today because that would take too much time, but I would just encourage those who are listening, go to Matthew 4 and look at Jesus' temptation. He was tempted by Satan in the wilderness. And notice that for every temptation, he answered that temptation by saying, it is written. It is written. It is written. And he went to three different specific verses in Deuteronomy to answer the three specific temptations that Satan was bringing to him at that time. And so that's why it's important. So, so you know, the Word of God is important. Uh, scripture, remember, meditating on Scripture is important because it's God's means of transforming our lives, because it's the only weapon that God has given us to overcome sin and satanic attack. And then finally, it's important because it is the meditation is the most complete way that scripture becomes a part of us. That is so important. Uh, it was a life-changing verse for me, memorizing Colossians 3:16, which says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I, I used to mentor men, meet with men for accountability, and I would always ask them the question, uh, are you in the word today? Were you in the word this week? Where were you in the word? You know, and um, I began to realize I was asking the wrong question. It isn't whether the word, whether they were in the word, it's whether the word was in them. That's where the change comes. And so, you know, you, you, you and I, Katie, we can read the word, we can study the word, we can hear the word, we can memorize the word. That's all being in the Word. But it is meditation that makes the Word become a part of us. So that's why it's so important. It's the most complete way that Scripture becomes a part of us. It's the only weapon that God has given to us to overcome sin and satanic attack in our lives. And it is the means by which God continues to transform us into the very image of His Son, Jesus Christ. Yes. Um, wow. I really loved when you were saying that second um, way that it's not just 
um, being in the word, but having the word in you, mm-hmm. um, like that just gave me chills when you said that. And I think, um, like that, that is why memorizing, like, so you get the word, like that's the first part that is, that is being in the word and memorizing it, but then getting it in you and then meditating on it. And like, I think you had talked about in episode 94, you use the analogy of the, the cow, and and mm-hmm. how it chews and chews and chews up and and then regurgitates and chews some more and I think about that like really pondering and thinking on it. So, uh, Dad, what are some ways like if if somebody's listening to this episode and they're like, yeah, I want I want that like that sounds amazing to me and I want it um, have the word in me and I want it to transform my life and all these things that you were saying. How um, what are some some ways that people can um, begin this practice of meditating on God's word? Well, there's a lot to say here, and I'm really going to summarize. I, I covered this on my YouTube thing uh, that I did, but uh, to just give you four quick words. And so if, if someone's listening to this, they're able to nice thing about always listening to those kind of things. You can pause, uh, you know, but uh, memorize, emphasize, visualize, personalize. Memorize, emphasize, visualize, personalize. Now, let me just give a brief explanation of each one of those. I believe, now listen, I think you can meditate. You can read the word and meditate on it. You can hear the word being read and meditate on it. You can study the word and meditate on what you're studying. So memorizing isn't the only way. But I think memorizing is the best way because when you memorize it, then guess what? You got it with you. I mean, you you can be walking in the woods and meditating on scripture because it's there. You can be driving in your car and meditating on scripture. You can be sitting at your desk working and still meditating on scripture because it, you've memorized it. It's there. You don't have to have a copy of the Bible or turn to it on your phone or, you know, whatever. It's just right there. So, it begins with, for me, memorizing. I memorize a verse or memorize a section of scripture and because uh, it's the conduit to meditation, I think the we always have to be careful when we're memorizing to make sure we keep verses in context. Don't just memorize one verse, pull it out of context. Uh, so so often that happens, but it begins there. So take a verse, memorize it, uh, get it down word perfect, and then secondly, emphasize. Go back over the verse or the verses that you memorized and emphasize a different word every time you go through that verse. And pause. You, you know, one of the things about meditation is, is it you're going to do it day and night. You're going to do it throughout the day. So pause. You're not in a rush. You're not going to learn everything there is to learn in five minutes of quoting that verse. Just pause, contemplate, think about that word, you know, like the cow, like the cow, just standing there, just chewing, chewing, chewing. Just think about that word and its significance. And and the key with meditation is understanding that you are meditating on words. The words of scripture are divine, powerful words. They, they, when, when God chose to communicate to us, he didn't choose thoughts. He chose words. That's how we communicate, okay? And he had those words recorded for us 
in what we call the Bible. The Bible has a great emphasis on words. Every word of God is pure, the psalmist says. So um, it, it's important that we really f- focus on the words and just emphasize, go back and emphasize a, a different word each time you go through the verse or through verses. And then and then thirdly, visualize it. And what I mean by that is this. Uh, and, that, and when I say visualize, it's not some kind of new age hocus pocus nonsense. Um, to, uh, to, to visualize means that you just form a mental image of the word that you're thinking of. For instance, let, let me just use Psalm 1 as an example where, you know, where the psalmist says uh, the, that the person God's blesses, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Well, just stop for a minute. Think about delight. You know, visualize delighting in something and then realize how that's how God wants you to feel about his word. He, his delight is in the law. What do you what do you delight in? Ask yourself those questions. Be willing to have conversations with yourself. You know, we talk to ourselves all the time. Most generally, we say the wrong things to ourselves. But you know, have a conversation with yourself. What what do I delight in? What brings me delight? And then think about how that relates to the word of God. You know, God says, uh, but he delights in the law of the Lord. And in that law, that word, he meditates day and night. Then it goes on in verse three and says, he's like a tree. He or or she is like a tree. Uh, That's a great promise, you know? And and it doesn't mean, he didn't say you're going to become a tree if you meditate. He, He said, you're like that's metaphoric term right there, like, that's a metaphor. In other words, what, what does the psalmist want you to do here? He wants you to stop, and he wants you to pause, and he wants you to visualize a tree that's planted by streams of water. What kind of tree would that look like that has a has a, a water source all, all the time for its roots? It would be a deeply rooted tree. It'd be a stable tree. It'd be a, it'd be a strong tree. It'd be an, a, an immovable tree. It would be a tree that no matter what kind of storms came against it, it could withstand that kind of storm. And, he, and then he says, you know, you'll be like a tree planted you know, not just a tree that just showed up there because a seed dropped somewhere, but you were intentionally, you did something intentionally that made you strong, that made you like a tree. It was planted, it was placed, it was fixed in place. It speaks of something that's intentional. And you just meditate on that. And, and and so what happens is then, you know, as you visualize that thing, that's what God says can be what you. You can be like that tree. You can be strong. You can be steady. You can be sturdy. You can be immovable, just like that tree is. All these words start popping to your mind that I think the Holy Spirit brings to you as you begin to visualize these things uh, in Scripture, all right? And then finally, personalize it. So memorize it, emphasize, visualize, and then personalize. And what I mean is this, just simply pray that verse back to the Lord uh, as a personal prayer. You know, like, Father, I, 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 I wanted to delight in your word, in, in your law, day and night. I want it to be my meditation all the time so that I can, so that I can be strong and firm like the trees that you have planted beside streams of water. I want to be fruitful in the seasons of life that you give me. I, I want to prosper in whatever you do. I mean, that's the rest of the psalm. And you just pray that back as a personal uh, personal prayer. You personalize that psalm for you. It's 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 not just that, uh, like when, when, when in verse three, uh, he is like a tree. 
well, don't say he is like a tree. I am like a tree. I am like a tree planted by streams of water, you know, so it, it becomes more personal. So those four things, and, you know, there's a lot more we could say about that, but uh, at least that, that would give you a start to memorize, uh, to emphasize, to visualize, and to personalize. Um, yes, I love that though. That is when you were describing that, that was just so beautiful. Um, thinking about like really taking that, that verse and, and not just reading it and like, oh, that's great, but really, um, personalizing it and picturing it. And it was interesting. Um, you had said, um, oh, I wanted to say, I actually did do the emphasize because you had mentioned it to me before and I mm -hmm. was practicing that. And I was taking this verse that I was reading and in my quiet time that stuck out to me. And I, I just emphasized a different word each time. And it is really neat how that, how, how that it just changes the, the meaning of it. Not necessarily the meaning as, as far as right. context, but it changes how, how it reads. And, and I was just like, oh my gosh, that, that was, so that was really neat. And the visualizing, um, it's interesting because as a, a coach, you know, it, with my clients, that's one of the things that I do with, with clients is, um, help them visualize, you know, uh, like a picture in their mind, you know, so I say something like, you know, if they're stuck in a problem right now, like where, where would you like to see yourself or your relationship or whatever it is I'm coaching them on? Like, what would that look like to you? Describe that to me, describe how you would feel, describe what, what you're seeing right. in that, you know, and because there's just something really powerful for us as um, human beings, like to be able to visualize and picture something, it, we connect to it a lot more. Um, and so that my clients, when they had that picture in their mind, they were so much more motivated to do the work, to do the action steps, to get to that goal, because they could see it and taste it and feel it. And it was real to them. And I think that's why, you know, like that step can be very powerful pe for people um, as they're, they're applying these steps to, Definitely. to um, Definitely. yeah, to uh, meditating. I was gonna say memorizing, but meditating um, and personalizing it, you know, like, putting the eye in there. And so it's not just some, you know, person that, that the Bible is talking about. It's you like, you know, God is speaking right. to you personally in that verse and then saying that back as a prayer and even inserting pe other people's names. Like I like to pray, mm -hmm. you know, these scriptures over my children. Very so, good. you know, like I will put Hannah and Isaac and, you know, put their names in there and, and it just, it feels very powerful that I'm really praying over my children and their lives. And, um, and stuff. So that's another thing you can do too, is insert, you know, loved ones names in there as well, or someone that you're praying for. Um, so dad, those are great tips. Thank you so much. Um, real quick before we, you know, get closing here, I wanted to ask you, so sometimes when people hear the word meditation, I think sometimes they, they, they maybe have this Eastern meditation kind of view of, of like yoga and posing and, and like, you know, whatever, lighting candles and doing all this stuff. So what is the difference um, when you, between Christian meditation versus like maybe an Eastern type of meditation? Well, uh, and this may sound a little, a little harsh and um, um, I guess I want it to. Um, <laughs> Eastern meditation is demonic. There's just no, there's just no two ways about it. It's demonic. You, you, Eastern meditation is inviting spirits that you don't want. Um, biblical meditation is spiritual. East, Eastern meditation is an emptying 
It's all about emptying. You empty your mind. You empty yourself. You get inside. I don't know how you get inside yourself. I bet, but you know, suppose that's what they, you get inside yourself. It's a searching within yourself. It's a self-emptying, a mind emptying. And I'll tell you what, an empty mind is a dangerous thing. Because it doesn't take long for something or someone to fill that mind that shouldn't be filling it. Mm-hmm. And you may not even be able to control what fills it. So uh, that that's not what it means uh, by biblical meditation. That's why I, I use the word biblical in front of meditation, because I want them to understand this, this isn't about... Uh, so this isn't about sitting around in your living room floor with your legs crossed humming kumbaya. You know, I mean, this is this is much different than that. Um, there's not one place in Scripture, not one single place where we are ever told to empty our minds. We are told to renew our minds, to fill our minds, but we're never told to empty our minds. So I define biblical meditation this way. That it is the biblical meditation is the pondering, musing, and contemplating of the words of Scripture that allows the Holy Spirit to help us understand the meaning and empower us for obedience. It is the pondering, musing, contemplating of the words of Scripture that allows the Holy Spirit to help us understand the meaning and empower us for obedience. That is the purpose. It's not an emptying. That's Eastern meditation or any other kind of meditation. It's a filling, okay? It's a filling. You you are, it's not sitting on the floor, again, kind of emptying yourself and, and thinking your own thoughts about God. It's filling your mind with what God has revealed already about Him himself through scripture. You're filling your mind with his thoughts. And you know, that's really vital because God says to us in Isaiah 55, 8, 9, he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. In our own natural way, in our own natural way of thinking, our thoughts are not his thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. As the heaven is higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So you know what? We want to get God's thoughts into us and his thoughts are given to us in scripture. So what you're doing by biblical meditating, biblical meditation, you're crowding out wrong thinking with biblical thinking. This is not about just positive thinking, okay? Uh, this is biblical thinking. Uh, it, it, it's it's the, you're pondering the words of Scripture and allowing them to saturate your mind and heart completely. That's meditation. And that's totally different than the Eastern meditation. Right. Yeah. Um, I, um, I was thinking about that when you were saying, you know, you said the Eastern emptying and, and I hear, I do hear that phrase a lot from people where, you know, where they'll say, you know, um, cause I've taken like yoga classes in the, in the mm-hmm. past and stuff. And I'll, and I'll hear them say something like just, um, what did you say? Um, getting, get inside, either inside yourself, yeah. yourself. And, and I'm thinking like, as a believer, like, I wouldn't, I want more than that. (laughs) I want more than my finite thinking and like more than what I have to offer myself because, you know, we say in recovery all the time, like, you know, like that's what gets us into trouble in the first place is relying on ourselves. And it's, you know, and so just like, I love that instead filling up with, with the truths of God word, God's word and allowing the Holy spirit and allowing God's word to saturate and fill us up. Um, well, God never, you know, Jesus never said anywhere to uh, get inside yourself. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, deny yourself. Right. 
decide, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. So it isn't about getting inside yourself. You get inside yourself, you, you're going to find things you probably, you know, that need to come out anyway. But it's it just, yeah, there's nowhere where we're told to do that. That's right. completely contrary to scripture. Completely. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you, Dad. Um, what in closing, just any final thoughts that you have to share, maybe for the person listening that is just brand new to all of this, this concept of, you know, really memorizing scripture and and meditating on it and everything that we've talked about today. What are some just final thoughts that that you want to share with that person listening? Well, you know, uh, for those who are really struggling whether they should meditate or not. Uh, again, let me just be very direct about it. To not do it is to be disobedient. Um, you know, some people feel unsure about meditation. Well, what's to feel unsure about? Meditation of Scripture wasn't just a good idea that somebody came up or, or a good suggestion. It is a command by God. You know, God commanded Joshua uh, in Joshua 1, he says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. And the result of it was this, so that you may be careful to do all that is written in it. You know, it's interesting. Meditation isn't even the end result. Okay, meditation leads you to obedience. You meditate day and night of the scriptures so that you're careful to do everything that God has written. Okay, because then the promise says, for then, after meditation has produced obedience, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So for the person doubting about whether meditation for them, let me ask you one question. Do you want to be prosperous? Do you want to be successful based upon God's definition of prosperity and success? Then meditation that leads to obedience is the key. And I just you know, want to emphasize again, Katie, is we close. You can hear the word of God and meditate on it. You can read the word and meditate. You can study and meditate. You can memorize and meditate. But the key in all of those is meditation, biblical meditation, because all those other aspects of receiving the word, hearing, reading, uh, studying, memorizing without meditating is simply us being in the word and not the word dwelling in us. And the key to successful living to living in a way that is, like Paul said in Ephesians 4, 1, worthy of the calling to which we have been called is the word in us. And that is best accomplished through biblical meditation. Yes, yes. Well, Dad, thank you so much for just sharing all of that wisdom. I know I got a lot out of that today. And so I'm just um, hoping that if, whoever's listening to this really, um, really pay attention, go back and listen again, look up some of these scriptures. And as always, um, you can email me at Katie at anchoredinalways.com. If you have more questions for me or my dad, um, his email will also be in the show notes as well as his, the link to his YouTube channel. He does go a little bit deeper into some of this um, on his YouTube channel. So I'll share that link with you all. Um, so again, dad, thank you so much. Um, I, this, this was just awesome today. Um, if you could just maybe close us in prayer over the listeners today, that would be wonderful. Thank you. You bet. Father, thank you for this time that we've had to uh, share your word. Thank you for the instructions you've given us. Thank you that you've laid out very clearly how it is that we can know you, know you intimately, know you experientially, Lord, know you in such a way that you you 
you prosper and bless our lives in ways that we can't even imagine. And it all comes through your word. And as we meditate on it and become doers of it and not just hearers only. So I, I pray, Father, for those who are listening, that you will just fill them with a great motivation, a great, give them, give them the very heart of Jeremiah, who said that your word was found and he ate it and your word became to him the joy and rejoicing of his heart. May the, your word be the re joy and rejoicing of our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey friend, are you feeling stuck? Maybe in your relationship with God, yourself, or other people in your life? As a professional life and relationship coach, I can help you discover unhealthy patterns and mindsets that are holding you back from experiencing more fulfilling relationships and stepping into that God-sized calling on your life with confidence. You can email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com and be sure to check out my brand new website at anchoredinalways.com for more information and to book your 20-minute free discovery session with me today. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored and Always. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a quick minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.